0: Hello, welcome along to another edition of The Profit Podcast. I am your host, Paul Campy. Today, I am doing a solo. My co-host, usual co-host, Matt Robinson, is not here today, and we're doing a couple of solos after the Christmas period just to ease you back into the new year. So, it's January when this one's coming out, and today's topic is going to tie into something Matt's been talking about on the last episode some strategies about how to get new clients. But if you're in a commercial gym right now, which most of the people who listen to this podcast are, chances are your gym is going to be flooded with a batch of new people, new faces who you've never seen before. So we thought it was worth revisiting how you approach people on the gym floor, how you start to build up relationships that will pay off and turn into either taster sessions, consultations, and eventually clients. So this is a topic we've covered before, and you can go back and search for previous episodes of this. But there'll be a few different tweaks in here, as always. As we go along, we learn different things. So let's start with, I think a mindset here initially is is worth tackling. So January tends to be, and I get asked this of all my friends who aren't in our industry, All my friends always say, well, January must be the best time of year for you guys. And I'm going to not stick a negative in here, but I think a bit of realism is that, yes, a lot of people do start to think about changing their fitness and they set New Year's goals and New Year's resolutions and and they might even join a gym, you know, 1st of January or 30th of December, they go, that's it, this is my year, I'm going to join a gym. In terms of PT, I think one of the best mindsets you can get yourself into in January is I'm going to build as many strong connections with new members, new faces in the gym as I possibly can. I think a lot of those people initially in a January phase can be a little bit stuck in the thought process that they're going to do this by themselves. Now, in my opinion, (laughs) they're not going to do it by themselves but they kind of don't yet know that. They don't know what they don't know. So when you initially approach them, don't expect that all these new people are going to instantly say, oh, you're a PT. You're exactly what I've been looking for. They're probably in the mindset of, I'm in a gym. I'm super motivated to make these changes. I'm going to do it by myself. I don't need anybody's help, help, even though I've failed in the past multiple times. I'm going to just drive through these challenges nonstop. They're probably in initially in that mindset, so the best thing I think coaches can do is just get to know the people. initially just get to know the people, be in that mindset yourself and frame it as that. I'm going to get to know as many of these new people as I possibly can, with no expectation that I'm going to sign them up now i I think I believe if you approach it like that you will sign a lot of those people up because you're coming across genuinely wanting to help as opposed to thinking this is January, this is boom time, it's going to be sales, sales, sales. I always think that's a bad approach on the gym floor. I think you go in there to build relationships, you go in there to help people, go in there with the understanding that most people will be entering the gym thinking I've got this on my own. They obviously haven't, but you know, if you approach it like that, you're less likely to really steamroll your way in and start thinking about making the sale on day one. So I wanted to start with that. Next off, l- let's go through some steps that we've covered before, but I think are really important at this time of year, cause there are a lot more new faces, new people coming into the gym. So step one, you have gotta be present. You have to be present in the gym. If you're a new trainer. And you don't have many PT hours in your diary right now, then this is pretty easy. You, you've got plenty. The one thing you do have an abundance of is time. So you can spend five, six, seven, eight, nine hours a day in the gym, being present, tidying weights away, talking to members, being helpful, adding value in any which way you can. If you're an existing PT who's got quite a busy schedule and maybe you have, you know, twenty to 25 clients a week or 20 to 25 hours a week being present with your clients in the gym and just noticing those little touch points that you might be able to have after a session or before a session we're talking five minutes here so five minutes before your client comes in are you stood in the gym fully prepared waiting for them do you say hello to two three four new faces you've not seen before it'll take 30 seconds to just say to somebody hi how are you doing I've not seen your face here before and just introducing yourself to two, three new people who've entered the space. That's all you need to do. So there's, there's a couple of strategies there for both types of people. If you're not so busy at the minute and fairly new, or if you're currently quite busy with clients, that's great, but you've still got those five, 10 minute opportunities pre and post of your current PT sessions to start making some connections with people you've not seen before. Um, so be present, be present in the gym as often as you can be, no matter what your situation is, you've got to be there to connect with people. All right, and then, after that, we normally have quite a simple step by step process, so let's have a little bit of a look at this. So initially, now, we always called this a nudge. We always called this your initial five seconds, six seconds to make an impression with somebody. So have what we used to call a reliable nudge. In other words, how are you going to break the ice? How are you going to initiate contact with a new person? So it might be, as I just mentioned before, oh, I've not seen your face here before. I just wanted to introduce myself. I'm Paul. I'm one of the coaches here. And if there's anything I can help you with, just let me know. It might be that you're comfortable doing something like that. It might be that you deliver some kind of free initial workshop that draws people to you. So it might be a body fat testing clinic. It might be a uh, posture assessment clinic. It might be a small nutrition clinic. It might be something that you offer of value that draws people towards you. It could be a really short questionnaire that you walk around the gym with, maybe two, three short questions that you ask members with, say, hey, I'm a PT here. I'm just after asking a couple of questions to try and get some info from people, just to gauge if I can help people more with a couple of things. He might be happy doing that. The point is, have a reliable approach that suits you and your style, that you trust, that you know works, that essentially you can turn into a system. Um, 90% of my job now is, is revolving around sales. And what we do in that process is we try and create a reliable and a dependable system that is repeatable because we know that if we get 10 inquiries, we can get five of them through to consultations. And we know that out of those five consultations, four or three of them are going to show up. And we know out of those three that show up, at least two are going to sign up. So we know that if there's 10 leads, two are going to sign up. So we can have that reliability of what's the process of getting someone from never met you before right through to signing up for your service. So think of it like that. You have to have that first step. What's your reliable nudge for getting to know someone and putting them at ease. And I would say this is different for each personal trainer or each personality of personal trainer. I've met people who have no problem launching themselves straight into, hi, how are you? This is my name. What's your name? Just wanted to get to know people who are new in the gym. and Make sure that you've got any questions, you can come to me and ask them. I've got other trainers I've coached who hate that, absolutely hate that approach. They'd much rather put on some kind of education seminar and let people come to them. That's, that's cool too it's finding out the style that works for you and what's reliable. So you need an initial nudge that you trust. If I cough today, guys, I'm really sorry. I'm full of cold. I'm doing my best to make sure I don't and I come across clear on this. But there you go. Right, so after your initial nudge, the one thing that you're going to do is I'm going to repeat this three times, rapport, rapport, rapport. I saw this on somebody else's seminar recently about someone asking, when do I have an, how many contacts are enough before I ask for a free taster? I don't think it comes down to the number of contacts. I think it comes down to the depth that you know this person. And sometimes that happens in one contact and sometimes it happens in a hundred, as in it might take you one contact to get to a decent level of depth with with the person in order to then recommend to them that they come and do a taster with you. Whereas somebody else, it might take you a hundred contacts before you get to that depth. It, it really depends. And the rapport is the next big key step. Things to look at when you're trying to build rapport. You are asking lots of questions, right? And we always give you five areas. And and again, these are on previous episodes, but I'm going to repeat these. In this order, we look at the, the title we give this first area is home. Who is this person? Where are they from? What's their identity? So we will look at, do they live local? Are they, um, a local person to the area and where did they grow up and Try and get to know a little bit about their background. Who do they identify as? And are they a gym goer? Are they not a gym goer? All these things are important. We need to figure out who this person is at their core. That is really important. And you can ask some really subtle questions around that. Like I said, you know, I've not seen you here before. Are you local to the area? Or have you moved here? Or, Oh, no, I'm local. Okay, cool. So you grew up around here. And so you, this is, uh, you know, your town. You... you like to you've never really strayed too far from home you're trying to get to know a little bit about the person and figure out what makes this person tick what's important to them the second topic you can ask questions around is friends family loved ones so you can ask other questions like do you come with your partner or do you come with your kids they might answer, oh, you, sometimes I come with my partner. Oh yeah, great. So have you got kids? No, no, not really got any kids. All oh, right. So it's just you and your partner come. All you're trying to do is get to understand what's this person's social setup. Do they come with pals? Do they come with their family? Have they got children? What's the dynamic there? Can I get to understand how this person might feel about exercise and themselves in health? So I can build a picture of what I might eventually be talking to them about in terms of their challenges and where they're struggling. This will give you a lot of information. So ask them about friends, family, loved ones. Third thing, hobbies and passions. Easy one. What did you do at the weekend? What have you got coming up this weekend? Try and ask them about interesting topics, things that light them up, their passions. Fourth one, job or work tends to be further down the list of these five because it's boring. Most people don't like their jobs. Most people have a mundane job that they don't really enjoy. So you can kind of get off that quickly. Or if they do have something that they're excited about, you can talk to them more about it. Fifth on the list is their vision. So you can ask them questions about the, the previous four topics. So home and identity, family and friends, hobbies, passions, and work. But more into the future so you can ask them about well it didn't seem like you really enjoy your job very much right now but are you looking for a change that would be an example of a vision question or so you said it's just you and your partner coming at a minute and any kids in the future it's, a, it's giving you an idea of who this person is what they value what's coming up in their lives what challenges they might have you're asking lots of questions in order to extract information so the best way I can sum this up is be as curious as possible. Get to know the person, be a detective. Do not miss this section. It is gold. Lots and lots of questions to build rapport. Now, step three is a big step. Have you got, and this will kind of answer that, that previous question before, is when, when do I know when to ask for a taster? You're looking for what Matt and I always call green lights. So within your conversation, you're chatting to them, building rapport, you're looking for green lights and green lights mean that they're starting to build a connection with you. They start to trust you. They start to be familiar with you. They start to look to you sometimes for advice and that's a great place to be. So what we're looking for here is, are they matching us in terms of our body language, our pace of language, our, um, approach to the conversation, our tonality. You're looking for little matches all the time. We're also looking for how much they're talking. So are they talking a lot and we're just talking a little bit? So in other words, do we ask the question one sentence and they reply with 10 sentences? That's a really good sign. You have a green light. Are they giving us good eye contact? Are they looking at us and really connecting through the eyes? And we all know what that feels like. So when people say how much eye contact is good eye contact, we we all know what that feels like. You know, if somebody's really genuinely interested, they're looking at you in the right way. They're connecting with you through the eyes. They're talking a lot. Their body language is positive and they want to stay. They want to stay in the conversation. So you really are looking for these green lights to suggest to you, I'm ready to go to a more in-depth conversation about this person's goals. Because you'll notice up until now, I haven't mentioned anything about fitness, health, body shape change, what's are training like? As PTs, most, the biggest mistake I see trainers make on the gym floor is that's their initial approach. They'll go in and say, hi, I'm Paul, what's your training like right now? And for most people who are in a gym situation, maybe for the first time, their training sucks ass. They they don't know how to train. It's a bad topic to start to ask them about. One, they don't like it. Two, they don't know what they're doing. And three, they probably have a lot of negative associations to that. It's not a good question to open up with. But once we've got good rapport, once we've got green lights, it then does become a good topic to look at. So let's say you've got green lights here. What do you do next? Well, I would always start with what's the goal? So I've been talking to you for a while now, Mike or Dave or Catherine or whoever you're talking to, I've been talking to you for quite a while now. And I haven't actually asked you, why do you come to the gym? What's, what's the main thing you look to, to achieve when you started coming to the gym? And there's another type of question here. Maybe they've been coming to the gym for six months. This is their fourth visit in six months. And, and that question doesn't really apply. What you can do to reconnect them with the initial goal when they first joined six months ago is to say so when you joined the gym six months ago what was the reason for that what made you do that and really connect them with well at that point you wanted to make a change what was that change you were looking for so and if we have enough green lights here if we have enough rapport they will open up to you about the genuine reason they decided to put some money in to join a gym That's a big step. This is the bit a lot of coaches miss as well. Someone's in a commercial gym paying money to be there. They made a big step. They put their hand high in the air and said, I want to make a change. Might not be going the way they thought, but they did make a big step and a big commitment. So make sure we get to that. What was the main reason that you initially joined this place? You must have wanted to make some kind of big change in your life and get to that. Ask them why, 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 why did you want to make that change? And why is that important to you? And why would that make such a difference in your life? So lots of why questions in there. I'm not going to go into too much depth with that today because I think asking why is about your own comfort as a coach. So if you never asked why three, four, five, six, seven, ten 10 times before about the same thing, You've got to get comfortable doing it. So I would, I would suggest practice. I would suggest practice asking different ways of asking why and, and getting to the, the, the meaty, emotional content that you need to. Okay, so once you've got the goal and why, then you're looking for where are you now? I'm going to repeat that question. Okay, so we know where you want to get to. Where are you now? And what we want here is why are you stuck? What's holding you back from getting to where you've just told me you want to be? That's a key, key question. Why are you stuck? What's preventing you from getting to where you want to be? Okay. And that can be, you know, a real eye opener for people. When you ask them those kinds of questions, they can really start to pour out their heart. As long as you have enough rapport. This is the gold. This is the stuff you're looking for. You're looking for, well, here's what I really struggle with. Here are my real hang ups about myself, about the gym, my beliefs around it, things that stop me from getting to where I want to be, things that trip me up. Here's the content. Here's the stuff I really need support with. That's the gold. So I'm going to really summon that home. That question is your golden question. Why are you stuck? What's preventing you get to where you want to be. Don't memorize that, find different ways to ask it, get comfortable with asking it. Chances are the answers to those questions are going to be uncomfortable for people to say. So get good at relaxing when they give you the answers. Don't try and solve it initially. Don't try and solve it instantly. Just listen, just get good at listening to people's answers. I want to hear it. I want to listen. I want to understand. I want to empathize. I want to be there with you and I want to help you feel supported. Okay. Now, the last step on this journey that we really need to put into into practice is once you know all that information, once you know that juicy stuff, once you know that good stuff to move forward with, you need to strategize. So what you're going to do from here is you're going to start to offer up a solution because once people have given you that information, they are opening themselves up to be vulnerable, to say, I need help. Now, at this point, you've got enough rapport. You've got a good relationship. You know the goal. You know the barriers, and you know what's stopping them moving forwards. This is where your expertise comes in to say, I can help you. Now, if you genuinely think you can help the person, here's what you offer. Here is where you can say to people, listen, I have a 10 a.m. slot in my diary on Friday morning. Or maybe one other alternative, I have an 8 a.m. slot on Saturday morning for an hour and I think me and you should sit down and we should look at these barriers that you've got. We should look at these things that are stopping you get to where you want to be, that are stopping you get to that amazing goal that you just told me about and I think I can help you with those things. I think I can help help you put a strategy in place and look to move you forwards much faster than you're going now. Does that sound good? And tagging it at the end, you'll notice I did a couple of things there. I didn't offer them a consultation. I offered them a solution to their problem. So whatever their problem was that they told me, I'm going to offer them a solution to that. Would you want an hour of my time to go through those challenges, form a strategy, make sure we're going to get you moving towards that goal. Does that sound good? And I'm going to uplift my tone at the end and say, does that sound good? That sound fair enough? Cause I want a yes. I want them to say yes at the end and using your voice to get that buy in from people is a really important tool to use. So don't be afraid to say, here's the, listen, here's an hour of my time. It's super valuable, but I'm willing to give it up for you to give you some solutions to help you put a strategy in place. Use the tone. Does that sound great? Does that sound fair enough? Does that sound like something you want? Lift that tone at the end so that you get the yes right let's book it in the diary got that slot in for you right now and we're going to spend some time together on saturday morning eight o'clock going through this you just booked a consultation okay guys short and sweet today i'm going to that hope that ties into some of the things matt's gone through but i know that there are going to be flood loads of people coming into the gyms in january don't be afraid to go and approach them try and set up with that mindset of i'm here to help people And understand that a lot of people will be initially self-motivated. So a lot of the work that you're going to do here, if you make 100 contacts in January and you book 10, 20 consultations, it does not mean that those other 80 contacts are wasted. Chances are a lot of those people are going to be back in February, March, because they'll realize that they can't do it on their own. So there will be a lot of repeat consultations going into month two, month three, month four always remember to look at it like that. All right, until next time, hope you have a fantastic week. Enjoy yourselves on the gym floor, have fun, play around with those few strategies that we've gone through today and we'll see you next time on the Profit Podcast.